This is the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast, the only podcast devoted to making soul music relevant again. Let's get started with your host, Todd Woodson. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. My special guest today is a talented singer-songwriter out of Chicago, Illinois. Her name is Kay Soul, Miss Soul, S-O-U-L. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Welcome to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Okay. So you have a new album or that's dropping May 15th. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, I know you're excited about that. Uh, but before we do that, um, tell us a little bit about Queso. Um, well, um, I've been singing and writing pretty much my whole life. Um, I started pursuing it like, you know, professionally. This is what I want to do. Um, I would say about 2012. Um, so just been really going hard uh, since then. Um, I believe that my music and my gift is about healing people and inspiring others. I've been through a lot. So I think that um, by sharing those stories, you know, um, I can tap into other people and help other people find inspiration and find healing um, through the things that they've been through. Okay. And um, definitely when I listen to your music, I can definitely, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I can definitely hear the gospel influence uh, in your music. And uh, I'm sure that was intentional. Um, but did you come from a, a musical family or uh, how did the interest in music come about? Uh, not a musical family, uh, actually, to the contrary, quite frankly, um, I was raised by my grandmother and she really thought that music was more of a pipe dream, um, but I was raised in the church though, so um, a lot of singing in the choir, you know, of course you're in church all the time, so it's a lot of singing anyway, um, <laughs> but like, we weren't allowed to listen to secular music, so I would like sneak, like... <laughs> listen to it on low because you know I really loved R&B music at the time but music just became um, kind of my escape kind of my safe space even in church like not saying that I didn't like the preaching but it was when the choir sang that I really felt it that it really touched my heart so that was always something that I connected to from a very young age okay and you mentioned just a couple minutes ago that um, that music played a big part um what, um, when did you decide that, hey, I want to do this for a living? Um, it, I mean, it was always a dream. You know, I used to sit on my porch. I can remember as early as like the sixth grade, writing songs, you know, making my cousins, my friends sing the harmonies. <laughs> so it was always something that I wanted to do. I actually did like a college writing course um, when I was younger because writing was always a passion. So um, I think 
but for not really having the support, I probably would have tried to pursue it at that time because I used to like sing in the mall <laughs> or be the kid like, oh, let's sing such and such new song. And, you know, so it was always something I wanted to do. I just don't, I just didn't really have the support to like say, okay, oh, she's talented. Let's push her in that direction. Okay. And, um, you know, we mentioned the gospel aspect. Um, who were some of your early influences? <sighs> That's a great question. Um, I've always been a fan of Stevie Wonder. Uh, my grandfather loved Lena Horne. So that put me into a lot of the early jazz. Duke Ellington, Miles Davis, um, Michael Jackson, of course. Uh, Mahalia Jackson was, you know, from a vocal perspective, I just, that she just had that ability to kind of <laughs> get into your heart with her voice so those are some of my favorites okay and what what about now who are some of your influences uh, I mean definitely that same that same list for sure um I, I I love some of the some of the newer artists um her uh I really liked uh floor tree that whole area of course Jill Scott NDRE um you know, I do love hip hop, Drake, Jay-Z, Nas. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of pull from a lot of that. Okay. Okay. I can definitely hear some Jill Scott in you as well. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So tell us about this, uh, this new project that's coming out on uh, May 15th. Okay. So uh, May 15th is actually just a single from the new project. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the single. Yeah. Okay. Um, the new album is about being broken and beautiful. I think oftentimes it's hard to believe that one can go with the other, you know, or if, or if you've been through so much in life and you deal with like shame or fear, those things tend to take away from you feeling that you're beautiful, not just on the outside, but inwardly as well. So that's the theme um, running through this album and the first single, Blood in My Veins, is kind of the very beginning of that and kind of talking about something that's kind of dark, but really wanted to encourage my fans to find beauty in their broken spaces that even when you're in those spaces, there's a way to pull strength from that to, to grow and to get better. Okay. So, um, did that come from, um, perhaps some insecurity, um, you know, growing up or, uh, where did that where did that come from which part exactly well you said that it's broken and beauty and, and what I take from that is that perhaps you were down at some point and you lift uplifted yourself um, so I'm just trying to figure the, the the meaning behind the project um yes I think that is definitely the underlying meaning it is part of my story in general. I mean, I was, you know, born to teen, teen parents um, who were not, you know, in a position to take care of me. And so, you know, there was like rejection and abandonment right out the gate, you know? So when you're born into that type of brokenness, born into this idea that, you know, nobody really wants you, yeah, you try. It's, it's, it can be hard to find 
something beautiful in all of that and to lift up and move forward past that and believe that you are better than whatever those circumstances may be. Okay. And, um, and so obviously, um, the, the single is called uh, blood in my veins, but what's the, do you have a title for the album and when will the album uh, come out? Um, yes, the album title is In My Mind, um, and the plan is to for a uh, mid-August release. Um, initially, it was set for August 15th, So, but kind of with COVID and everything going on, there's been some delay in the recording process, but I'm still hoping to stick to that, if not, you know, not be too far behind that. Okay, and um, so this is not your first album. What album number is this? Uh, this will actually be project. This will be project number four, project number three that I've actually like released um, okay. to the public. Okay. Can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of more of your um, your previous uh, previous work? Um, my previous work. Well, I, f- I first did a mixtape. I want to say I released that in twenty. 20- 14 um, after I did a couple of singles uh, and that was more as I began to try excuse me try to experiment you know with my sound and get build that confidence of actually like releasing music and um, but then when I came back around I did a project in 2015 called deeper um, and that project was me um, wanting to kind of do my own thing as far as the music was concerned. You know, I had a lot of people telling me like, oh, you should be, you know, do Jill Scott stuff and, or, you know, or it was the complete opposite of, oh, be really urban, do club bangers, you know? So deeper, I call that like my rebellious project because it was like, ah, I wanna, I wanna do what I feel in my heart, what I'm feeling with the music. Um, and then Hips, which was my release from 2017, that was um, kind of a dual meaning, Hips, which is hiding in plain sight. Um, my grandmother used to always say that a woman carries like her secrets and her wisdom in her hips. And so um, okay. in Hips, I did a lot of commentary just about love and about life and the state of the world. And As I Am was the first single off of that because I wanted to like, do something that was bold and powerful and like really stand in it to set the tone for the record. Like I'm presenting myself to you as I am. Like with no gimmicks, no, (laughs) you know, no special formulas. I'm just presenting myself to you exactly how I am. Okay. And um, so are you a, um, are you a completely uh, independent artist? Are you signed to a label or... Um, right now, I'm completely independent. Um, I do have like one of my songs, Time to Fly, is signed to Rahigu Music. Um, so that does some mass distribution. I work with a couple of entertainment companies, but as far as like having a major record deal, I do not. Okay, uh, which is fine. I mean, most of the artists we interview are independent artists. The uh, previous uh, projects or albums, you promoted those um, uh, independently, I'm assuming as well. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Now, um, Blood in My Veins. Um, I heard it. I I loved it. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. uh, um, It reminded me of a gospel song. Um, (laughs) uh, Was that 
am I off there or is that, am I reading that correctly? Um, you are. It, it definitely was meant to have some gospel elements. The organ was picked purposely <laughs> for that. So, yes. Okay. Well, I, I love it. I thought it, I think it's a great song. Now, is the rest of the album, is it similar to that? Or is it, um, do you go in different directions and sort of bring it all together? Or what can we expect from this new upcoming album? I definitely go in some different directions. Um, you know, the, the theme that I wanted to pull from just the music part of it was kind of this dark and light sound. You know, I'm talking about some dark stuff, but you know, I can put some pretty melodies on it, but then the music, you know, part of it can kind of be that clash. So like with Blood In My Veins, you got this organ, like you said, that's very church, that puts you right in that religious mind, but then you got this electric guitar that's <laughs> just hitting you in the back and you don't always think of those two things together. So that's kind of what you can expect going forward. Okay, and you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that you, uh, you love hip hop as well. Is there a little hip hop on this album as well? Yes. <laughs> so this I'm album covers, <laughs> it covers pretty much everything, right? Yes, because that's, I mean, that's part of who I am. You know, I'm a student of the culture. You know, I don't like to be boxed in. I know that from my appearance. And, and, and I do admit that probably even from, a, a, I guess, the majority of my music, you get more of that R&B soul. But I don't like to be boxed into just like that's all that I can do or that's the only way that I can present myself. So this album is kind of stretching myself um, to do more and to try some different different type of mashups, if you will, with my music. Oh, definitely. And um, that's, uh, that's actually pretty good as well, because now you have something for everybody on the album. So mm -hmm. um, and you're exposing people to I don't really follow hip hop too closely. Um, but there's an album that has you know, influences of gospel and R&B and hip hop and I'm more apt to, <laughs> to listen to it all. So um, great job. So um, this album, uh, is it almost completed or where are you at with that? Um, yes, actually, I'm about 12 songs in. Um of songs that I actually think will make the album. There are a few that I'm kind of, eh, I don't know. Um, still some some more recording I want to do. So with everything that's going on with the pandemic, you know, I've been doing, I have a home setup that's pretty decent. So I've kind of been doing some stuff here and then sending files to my engineer and producers. And we've kind of still been trying to move things forward that way. Um, but yeah, it's coming. <laughs> how long have you been working on it? You know, I want to say it's been over a year because I feel like I started writing this album last year about this time. Maybe a little earlier. It may have been earlier in the winter, but I feel like, you know, I knew I wanted to do a new project. I knew it was time, but I feel like that's when I really started, like, thinking about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it and you know so all right Kay we're going to take a break and we're going to play a snippet of uh, Blood in My Veins this is Blood in My Veins by Queso enjoy 
vision behind this album was broken and beautiful. You can, in fact, find beauty in your broken space. I've been through so much pain and so much heartache. And in the last couple years of my life, I had to take time out to find some healing for those things. You know, I want to share that journey and hope that people can heal from it and find something about what I'm saying, something about my experiences and be able to relate to that. My life before a street called green. See, I've been going through since a very little girl. Born at the bottom with a tattered old soul. our episode after this message swag at shop.bringbacksoulmusic.com now back to our conversation all right Kay. uh great song um now let's get into um more of blood in my veins what else can you tell us about that song ah oh, man um I, I think this is one of my more personal records, uh, which was definitely the the objective um, for this particular project. Um, it's really about the beginning of my life. If you go back to my EP Deeper, I had a song on there called Green Street. And I referenced that particular song in Blood in My Veins. Now it's not a thing where you have to listen to one to understand the other, but it's one of those things that I think with any artist, as you build your catalog, you know, you go back and forth as you tell these stories. Um, and it's, uh, it's really sharing the darkness that I think that I was born into. But I think from a side of hope, you know, I think I'm singing it with uh, this idea that this is what did happen, but I got out of that. So there's hope. You can get into the sunlight, you know. Okay, I, I see this as more. See, this is um, probably a, a very inspirational, um, you know, song too, and I think it might be relatable to many people who go through, um, you know, dark times and uh, bring themselves out of it. So, um, well, that's good there. And um, now I mentioned you're from Chicago. And just looking at all the artists that come out of that area, wow, I didn't realize there were so many, so many artists that came out of Chicago, which is amazing. Um, what's the, um, what's the music scene like for soul and R&B in Chicago now? You know, it's a very underground scene. You know, there are definitely a lot of dope artists that are doing, you know, um, open mics and weekly um, weekly showcases and things like that. Um, but unfortunately, I feel I still think our weakness is that it can still be very clicked up. What do you, um, what do you, mean, what do you mean by that? Clicked up? It's, it can be hard to tap into 
a, a different circle here or there because they're already, you know, people that like each other and work with each other and do different and support each other. So, you know, when you're like new or you're not necessarily in a group per se of people, it can be a little difficult to, um, to get that level of support that you might want. Like you may see like with Atlanta, people often talk about how Atlanta, like they support and rally around their artists. And that's not always the case in Chicago, even though the talent here is immense. Okay. Is it because there's so much talent in Chicago that people have to, um, you know, pick and choose who they're going to work with or um, what do you, what, what do you think that comes from? I think some of it is just the culture of music in Chicago dating back years and years. You know, it's kind of always been a very cutthroat city, period, um, <laughs> in, 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 in a lot of industries, but especially, you know, in the music industry, um, you know, money talks um, a lot of times. So I don't think that part of it has changed that much. It may not be as, you know, like you would see in a movie, <laughs> but you know, it's still kind of a lot of that, that same energy. Um, and then I do think there is a lot of talent and it may be hard, you know, as they say, everybody can't go. Right. So that, I, you know, there's that part of it too. Okay. How do you, um, how do you, how do you navigate the waters between that? How do you, um, understand that it's a cliquish sort of town. Um, but how do you go about outside talent wise? How do you go about standing out? That's a great question. So <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> what I do. Um, you, you know, it, my answer to that might change depending on the day. Some days I don't really feel like I stand out. Um, but other days, you know, when I'm, when I'm not really thinking about that part of it and just focused on what it is that I bring to the table, I feel like no one does queso the way queso does it, you know, and I've performed at a lot of different venues, not just in the city, but in other states and you know for different events and so you know you get to the point where as my vocal coach would say you become undeniable you may not be their favorite you may not be the leader of the clique but your tap what you bring to the table becomes undeniable so that that's what I try to focus on I try to focus on being undeniable and hope that that hope that the consistency of my work product will will allow me to stand out Okay, so uh, cream rises to the top, right? So, um, yeah, just keep pushing. Now, um, producers that you worked with on this particular project, um, was it just one producer in particular, or did you work with an array of different uh, different producers? Um, I have a couple of producers that I work with con pretty consistently across all of my projects. Um, Excuse me. I did bring a new producer in. Um, his name is E. Ficklin. He actually was an intern um, when I did my my EP deeper in 2015. He was the engineer's intern, but 
he was super talented. <laughs> um, he, he was really instrumental in that project. So when I thought about this project, I wanted to also, you know, you want to go back to your tried and true, of course, because you don't have time to be <laughs> playing around. People don't know what they do it. But then I also was thinking about, I want some fresh energy too. I want an, another ear, you know, to, to listen and, and that may be able to add something. So I've been working with him, it's been great. Um, the guy, Anthony Smith, that produced Blood In My Veins, um, he's amazing. He understands my sound really well. He also has done stuff on my last couple projects. Um, and then uh, Chris Steinmetz, who um, he's worked with some of the bigger names, your Rihanna's, your Kanye West, your R. Kelly's. And he's actually been a mentor to me for maybe the last four years, four or five years. So he really was instrumental in helping me um, not just develop my sound, but I think just develop the confidence that's needed to record on a record and sell that energy. Okay. Um, he really helped me with, with the vocal production side of it. Okay. And um, so far, so good. You're pretty satisfied with the, the, the way the album is coming about. Oh man, um, I'm excited. It's you know, I see. I, I I can hear it. Nobody's heard it yet. Not even them because they only hear their stuff. Right. But I have it all on a playlist, <laughs> so I'm listening to it. And I'm really, you know, when you have these songs and you know, you're writing, or I have voice notes. I might wake up in the night and all type of random stuff. How you put stuff together, you never know how it's gonna turn into like, okay, how is this actually gonna turn into a real song? <laughs> so to start to hear it all together, I'm really excited. Okay, and earlier you said you were about 12 tracks in. How many tracks are gonna be on the album total? You have any idea? I don't. No, okay. I don't, you know, I don't. There were 13 tracks on my last album. Okay. Now three of them were interludes, but the interludes kind of told a story. Right. So I don't know. Okay. Don't okay. So, um, you know, with everything going on with uh, COVID, um, has that delayed? Um, well, I'm, I mean, it probably makes sense that it's been delaying, you know, getting out there and um, showcasing your talent. But also, uh, the, was the, re the release of the album, was that affected by uh, COVID as well? Um. <clears throat> It has been, yeah, it's been difficult. Um, you know, thankfully I had done a lot of sessions at the big studio already. So we had some a pretty, some pretty good vocals to go ahead and at least get some things finalized. And of course we had recorded the single. So that was a good thing. Cause if we hadn't recorded that, then, you know, that might've been a real issue. Um, but I think now it's just not being able to perform live. Like the last show I did was March 15th and that almost didn't happen because the next day the governor shut down everything. So I was like, wow, that was, <laughs> I got in by the skin of my teeth. Um, but, and of course the studio's closed now. So, um, but I'm just trying to stay positive. I think COVID can kind of mess with you from a mental perspective too. So I'm trying to stay positive. I don't know if it will delay 
the album it could because i've just lost you know like 45 days of professional recording time right. so you know i i don't want to compromise the sound either by trying to rush out something so we'll, we'll just have to kind of play it by ear okay um uh, a song that I really liked when I was doing research on you is called uh, As I Am. What project is that from? That is from um, my album, Hiding in Plain Sight. Okay. Yeah, I, I really like that. And it's sort of similar, I think, to um, Blood in My Veins, but different, you know. Um, in that song, what were you trying to relay? Um, as I am, you know, actually when I, when I went to my mentor and I said, I want to write a power ballad, I need something where I can just, I got some things I want to say. I was feeling <laughs> very much in a space of like, I needed to prove myself. Okay. You know how you, you know how you're working hard and but you still got people questioning you and you're like, what is what? No. <laughs> so I think as I am was that stance and I started thinking about just every time in my life that I was made to like feel like I wasn't enough and knowing that I know people go through that and just, you know, and, and I just wanted to have like this anthem to be like, no, you know, don't try to change me. You take me as I am. So that that's that's where that song came from. Okay. Great. Um um this album, uh, I'm sorry, this single that's coming out May 15th, where can people purchase that out? Um, it will be in all the streaming outlets, so Apple Music, um, Google Play, Spotify, Tidal, iHeartRadio, you know, wherever people are downloading their music, they'll be able to find it there. Okay. And you said the album is forthcoming later on this year, hopefully, if... Um, I guess that a lot of that depends on where we are with COVID. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. I know, but you know, I'm keeping the faith because it's coming. Because it's gotta come. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Um, now you do have a website, ksoulmusic.com, uh, yeah. um, and so if you want to find out more information about you, you can go there. Um, and what's the name of your YouTube channel? Um, it's just K-Soul. K-Soul, okay. Um, two letters, yep. And then you can find that. Um, and that's got, uh, like, video blogs that I've done, performances, um, music videos. So, yeah. Okay. Um, well, K, it was great meeting you. Is there anything you want to add before we, uh, we call, it a, call it a day here? Uh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for reaching and, out. Yeah, it's, you know, just trying to get the word out there. And this is another platform that I can support um, for other artists as well, too, and let them know about um, just encouraging everybody to try to stay positive um, and stay focused because this too shall pass. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Okay, so I appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you for having me. No problem. And you have a great day. All right, you too. All right, that's K-Soul on the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast, and we'll be right back. Calling all lovers of soul music. The time to make soul music relevant again is now. You've been listening to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast with Todd Woodson. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell a friend. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our newsletter at bringbacksoulmusic.com. 
Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to thank my special guest, Miss K Soul. You can find out more about K on her website at ksoulmusic.com. We'll also have links to K Soul and all her social media sites on our website at bringbacksoulmusic.com and also in the show notes of this video on our YouTube channel, Bring Back Soul Music TV. Don't forget, you can listen to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Bring Back Soul Music TV. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at comments at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Closing out today's show is K-Soul and her song, As I Am. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Todd Woodson. See you next week. Yeah.
comparing ourselves to the incomparable Living inside society's mold These are the words of a contrite heart Do you remember wanting to be set free Like the cage bird sing Ever look to be accepted.